Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James, and today I'm joined uh, by Vince Scully from Life Sherba. G'day, Vince. How are you? Good, Glenn. Good to be on the Express. Thanks for being here. Now, there was a question that was sent in uh, anonymously about dividend reinvesting, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read it out. Hello, it's great to have a simple source of uh, financial information to access, so thanks very much for that. I'm currently 26 and have recently built a share investment portfolio a couple of ETFs and other directly purchased shares. And they said, sorry, Glenn, because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of um, spreading risk. Yep. Uh, I heard you mention the importance of reinvesting your dividends, which I'd be more than happy to do. But how exactly do I do this? Now, I don't, I don't know if I've, um, I, I don't know if I've harped on about reinvesting that much, but I guess let's start with, the practicalities, how does someone go about electing to reinvest their dividends? So we'll pick a company, call it uh, Woolworths, Mm -hmm. and they want to reinvest their dividends. Who do they contact and how do they do that? Well, for companies that have dividend reinvestment plans or DRPs, you can usually tell the registrar, which is usually computer share or link, and they'll have a form that you just tick the box and your dividends will be reissued as shares. There are a handful of companies that have special forms of these, like AFIC, for example, has got a thing called a dividend share substitution plan, which means you don't actually get a dividend, you get bonus shares instead, and there's all sorts of tax implications for that. Um, And then there's the receive the cash in your bank account and choose where to reinvest it and that last one is often the the most practical answer so why would somebody do you think or if i I, and i don't like using the word should but why (laughs) would you suggest that somebody not reinvest their dividends or why would you suggest somebody do reinvest their dividends the traditional reason for participating in the dividend reinvestment plan or drp was that you often got a big discount so most of the big listed companies would give you a 5 or 10% discount on the share purchase price if you were in the plan. Now, those discounts have largely disappeared. There's still a handful of them around. Um, so that's reason number one. Reason number two is that you get to buy shares without paying brokerage. brokerage. Ten years ago, that was a big deal when brokerage was 1%. Mm. Um, today, when it's... 9.95 it's less of a deal um, but the biggest reason not to do it in my book is that it creates a whole bunch of paperwork so if you own for example Vanguard Australian shares or VAS 
it pays a quarterly distribution. So you're going to end up with four new parcels of shares every, every year. And there's just the paperwork involved in tracking that for a capital gains tax. And you also don't get control over when you buy. So you will get allocated your shares on the day they happen to go. Which can be good and bad. Which can be good and bad. um, But you don't get to choose whether you're investing. So you're pre-committing to buying something in the future at a price you've got no idea what it's going to be. That's both good and bad. Mm. It's good because it takes the emotion out of it. And it's bad because you might be buying stuff when you otherwise wouldn't have bought it. Yeah, and I guess, you know, dividend reinvesting, if you are buying in uh, stocks that have juicy dividends, I think it's important to note whether you reinvest the dividend or not, it's deemed income. That's right. The fact that you reinvest it, it doesn't mean you don't pay tax on that income. Unless you're in the DSSP plan. Yes. Explain that. uh, This is the, well, there's a handful of old companies got them. Affix got one. I think Argo's got one. Um, but the deal is that you you get issued bonus shares instead of a dividend, so it doesn't turn up in your... Oh, it's a capital. Yeah, so it doesn't turn up in your income statement from a tax perspective until you actually sell. sell. Yep. Now, the downside is you don't get the franking credit and you don't get the LIC capital gains offset. So it really works for top-rate taxpayers. So I guess... Back to the, if you had a share portfolio of 12 shares, for example, the suggested way that what I'm hearing you mm-hmm. saying, if they did pay dividends, some of these shares, pay the dividend to your cash account on your platform. Yep. And then make a positive decision as at, to where it's going to yes. go. And you're saying that, well, for example, it could prevent portfolio drift. So if yep. you've got, I want this share here to be... of my portfolio, if you've got DRP, it could drift to be 12% and you've got to sell it anyway. That's right. Especially if you you were, for example, to buy, say, 50% Australian, 50% global shares, and you reinvested every dividend, over time, your Australian component's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because the US component doesn't pay dividends. Yeah. And dividends are a real Aussie thing, aren't they? They are. And that's largely a tax thing because in Australia the tax paid by the company gets credited to the shareholder when they get a dividend and that tax credit is worth nothing to the company until the point that they actually distribute it Mm. whereas in the US um, capital gains are taxed very concessionally um, and so you would much rather the company kept it and you got a capital gain instead of getting income. And I guess similarly it, in the UK, it, it does go back to what your personal goal and situation is. So, for example, me, I've got some ETFs. Some mm. of them have dividends. Yep. I've got DRP turned on mm. because my thing is I just want to grow each fund. Yep. So I really don't care that they are reinvested. But uh, and thankfully, the way I invest, my bookkeeper can actually track that. Um, so I guess it's that trade-off with simplicity, whether I, um, if I'm adding money to my share brokerage account every month, then you've got dividends coming in. Well, hey, I've got a mental threshold. Once that cash hub builds up to five grand, I'll then choose where I want to buy shares. There's no doubt about it. Or whatever Putting it on threshold. autopilot 
is the line of least resistance. Mm. You just tick the box and compound interest goes to work. The downside, as I said, is you don't get to choose the price you're buying and you still have to deal with the tax. And a little bit of brokerage. And a little bit of brokerage. Yeah. So, yeah, and if you've got small holdings, it can become a real problem. Mm. So, for example, getting back to our friend Vanguard Australian Shares, share price is about $86, I think. So if your dividend is less than a multiple of $86. It's actually $76. $76, yes. okay. Um, You're a couple of months out of date. <laughs> um, so if you get a dividend less than $76, you don't get a share. Your $76 just sits in Vanguard's bank account. In the ether. In the ether until you have enough to buy a share. Credit, yeah. That's not such a big deal when you're dealing with shares where the share price is a dollar or $2. But at those big numbers you can have a lot of money sitting there doing nothing. Meantime, you pay tax on it. Totally. Mm. Well, there you go. Little quick express chat about- <laughs> Very express. Dividends. Thanks for having a chat about dividends. And hey, if you are an investor, the right way to do it is the right way for you. That's right. Thanks, Vince. And uh, thanks to Lifeshirt for uh, getting behind the podcast. Thank you, Vince. All right. Bye-bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.